Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. Before we jump in, I want to read a couple scriptures. Is that okay to to read a little bit of the Bible before we jump in? All right, all right. We're we're going to start with some, some, some fun scriptures. Some of you might get a little squirmy. Others of you... I'm gonna ask you to keep your seats and not run the aisles, but we're gonna jump into the book of Acts. Does that sound good? All right, all right. Book of Acts, chapter one, verses eight, uh, four through eight. It says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them to not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me that John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they, have, when they had come together, they asked him, they said, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said, them to, said, them, said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive the power of the Holy Spirit, and when it comes upon you, you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So at this point, Jesus is with his disciples and with those that were following him, and he teaches them this lesson. And then he departs from them. He ascends and goes into heaven, and it's some 10 days later that we come to this part in Acts chapter two. Verse one, it says, and when the day of Pentecost had fully come, and they are all in one accord in one place, And suddenly, everybody say suddenly. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Now I would stop here, but I grew up Pentecostal. So I got to read these next three verse, two verses. Then they appeared to them as divided tongues as a fire and it set upon each of them and they began, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues and the, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Today, I wanna to preach to you around the topic of seeds of a sudden blessing. Seeds of a sudden blessing. Could you bow your heads? Let's pray. God, we come to you in this moment so grateful that you would give us the opportunity to come into your house and be in your presence. And God, we believe that in your presence, miracles can happen, breakthroughs can happen. And so today, God, we lean in and we ask for you to speak. We ask for you to move and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen, amen. All right, guys, everybody just breathe real deep and relax. We're not gonna have an altar call. Nobody's gonna run aisles. I know you've been wondering after reading Acts, but I wanna talk to you around that topic, seeds of a sudden blessing. You see, a lot of times in life, things that appear to have happened quickly to our eyes are actually results of consistency. Consistency enables things to happen suddenly. We like to use the term overnight success, but how many of you know there's no such thing as an overnight success? Things happen consistently and over time and then suddenly something happens. And so today I want us to dive into that and so many times uh, we, want, we want suddenly moments in our lives, but we neglect the consistency that puts us in those moments. We neglect the, the consistent 
things day after day that puts us in those moments for sudden miracles and breakthrough to happen in our life. You see, God can move in a sudden. He can move in a sudden, but more times than not, our consistency is connected with sudden breakthroughs. It's our consistency that, that leads to those sudden breakthroughs. In Acts 1 that we just read, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says, you're about to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And if that wasn't enough, the disciples and, and the people, they come in and they say, oh, oh, oh that, that sounds good, but is this the moment you're gonna restore the kingdom of Israel? And Jesus says, he says, uh, you'll know when you need to know. You see, see, most of us, we miss what God has given us because of how he's given it to us. You see, God was giving them the Holy Spirit and they were wanting to restore a kingdom. God said, my kingdom's already gonna be restored, but I'm gonna give you the power of the Holy Spirit to take it to the world. And so many times we miss what God has given us because of how he's given it to us. You see, Jesus said, he said, you, you'll know when you need to know, but for right now, I'm giving you the seed of the Holy Spirit. I'm giving you the seed of the Holy Spirit, and through that, you will have my power to carry the gospel to the ends of the earth. The seed of the Holy Spirit. You need to understand this kingdom principle if you want to really understand what it's like to live your life with the power of the Holy Spirit. What it's really like to live your life with spirit-filled and spirit-led. You need to understand this kingdom principle that, that and you'll find it in Mark chapter four. It says that Jesus said that the kingdom of God is like a seed. It's a kingdom principle that God gives us seed. He gives us seed to do something. And too often we pray prayers to God and God gives us seed. And then we turn around and we ask God, where are you at while stepping on seed? God is giving you seed and there's something in your hand Remember, Jesus said that you have to bear fruit. Anybody remember that? Jesus said you have to bear fruit. He doesn't give us fruit, but you have seed and you have to plant it and then you bear fruit. Is this good? Is this speaking to anybody today? I told you I grew up Pentecostal, but it's okay. My mom was Baptist. So it's a good Baptocostal. I'll keep it mellow, but I might get a little excited. So if you get a little excited and you wanna put your hands together or talk back to me, it's all good. We're we're in the same spot. But we have to bear fruit. We have seeds. And it's time that we, we put them to work. Let me show it to you like this. In Exodus 16, everybody remember the story of the Israelites getting released from Egypt. And they're wandering through the desert. And they get to this moment where they're, they're hungry. They're angry. They're like Betty White in that Snickers commercial. They're just a little, a little grumpy. And they just needed a little something. They needed a little something. They've been out there with no carbs for a long time. And, uh, and Moses says, let me, let me go talk to God and see what he can do. But we'll, we'll see what happens. And God says to tell them that there will be bread in the morning. There will be bread in the morning. And then you go forward and you fast forward to Exodus 16 and 31. And it says that, they, that the next morning that they woke up and it says that they called the food. Hold on. God said that there would be bread. And they called it food. He said they called the food manna because it looked like seed. They were expecting bread, manna. They were expecting loaves and loaves of bread. Come on, carb lovers, doesn't that sound good? Whenever you've been hungry, you've been fasting for a little bit to be able to just have bread and you wake up the next morning and manna, manna. You see, 
Manna in a Hebrew phrase means what is it? It, No joke. It literally, it's a Hebrew phrase from what is it? So the the Hebrews, they, they woke up, the people of Israel woke up and they saw what looked like seed when they were promised bread and they said, manna, what is it? What is it? You see, we, we pray to God for miracles and sometimes we, we wake up and we say, manna, what is it? You, you see, some of you, some of you may have just got married to your dream girl and you woke up this morning and you rolled over and you said, manna, <laughs> what, what is it? Guys, don't worry. You were nothing to look at in the first place. No, sometimes you may have been praying for that job and you, you finally, you got that job and then all of a sudden it's like manna. What is it? This is not what I was expecting. You may have moved here on a word from God and then you said manna. What is it? I moved here, but, but, but what, is, what is happening? This isn't the way I thought it was gonna go. You took a step of faith and you started that business and manna, what is it? Where are you, God? Where, what's happening? And God says that, that I promise you, I'm, I'm answering your prayer. I just don't make bread. I just don't make bread. You see, they were to go back. The Israelites were to go back and, and take that seed home. And they were to mill the seed. And then they were to put a little bit of water with the seed. And then they were supposed to, to bake it. And, and then they would have bread. You see, God doesn't give us full-form manifestation answers. God gives us seed. Here's the first thing we need to learn today is that God usually answers our prayer with ideas, instruction, and command. God usually answers our prayers with ideas, instructions, and commands. You see, I believe in miracles. I've seen them with my own eyes. I know God can move in an instant, but most of the time, whenever you read the Bible, miracles are connected to ideas instructions, and commands. You want your eyes to be healed? Go wash at the pool of Siloam. You, you wanna be safe from the flood? Build a boat. Elijah, you want, you want water to end the drought? Dig some ditches. Everything God did in the Bible was connected to ideas, instructions, and commands. You see, Pastor Mitch talked about it a few minutes ago, but you walk into City Hills today and you say, wow, this is a miracle. This is a miracle. It's a packed house. They they got good lighting and an LED wall, and it's really good. But if you would have walked in in 2016 to Kendall Elementary, it didn't look like a miracle. But Pastor Mitch and Pastor Brandy stepped out on faith, left Austin, moved to San Antonio on ideas, instructions, and commands from God. And that's why we sit here today. That's why we sit here today, because we sit in somebody else's consistency. God, God has great, big, awesome plans for your life. It just doesn't always start that way. It starts like seed. That's why Paul says in Galatians 6, don't get weary in well-doing. Don't get weary in well-doing. If I could bring that into this message, let me say that, that Paul is telling us, don't get weary in seed form. Don't get weary just because you haven't started to see the fruit yet because it takes time for seed to be planted and to be watered, and then to grow, and to produce. Don't get weary in seed form. Does this sound good? All right, all right. A few of you Baptists are giving me good head nods. I like that. Sorry. Second thing we need to learn today is that you have to steward what God has given you. 
You have to steward what God has given you. There comes a little bit of personal responsibility in your faith walk because we have to steward what God has given us. So, so God has, has given you uh, talent tre- and treasure, and we have to steward what he has given us. Do you remember the story uh, of the parable that Jesus told of, of the three servants and the master gave them all bags of gold to one he gave five, to one he gave two, and to one he gave one? Immediately, the first two, they, they took that, that gold and they, they, they went to work. They made it work for them. They said, you know what? My master's entrusted me with this. I'm gonna give him back more than what he gave me. And then the one, he went and just buried it in the ground because he was scared of what the master was gonna do. And then the parable goes on. It says that the master came back and he said, well done to the first two servants. Isn't that what we all wanna hear? Whenever we get to heaven is, is well done. Not, not, well, you're done. <laughs> we wanna hear, well, well done. And then to the other one, he said, you wicked and lazy servant. You see, a steward is a person who is responsible for the goods of another. They were, they were given silver with, ex, with an expectation that they would do something with it. They were given silver with an expectation that they would do something. There was no expected uh, outcome. The, the master didn't give them like, this is what I'm looking for whenever I return. He just expected that I'm gonna give it to you, I'm entrusting you with it, and do something with it. He didn't say, here is exactly what I'm expecting when I come back. You know, you don't have to live under the pressure of a life, uh, of what your life is gonna become. You don't have to live under the pressure of, of what is gonna become of that dream and that, that thing that God has put in your heart. Only God decides that. But you do need to live with a holy pressure that I need to do something with my life. I need to do something with the things that God's given me. I need to do something with the dreams and the, the, the purpose that he has put on my life. You see, the scripture says that one plants, one watered, waters, but God gives the increase. God gives the increase, but we have to steward what he's given us. Stewardship, in another way, is, is all about trading what you want now for what you want most. It's all about trading what you want in this very moment for what you want most you know, you, you, you probably, whenever you're young and you're, you're, you're in your teens, you're in your early 20s, what you want is something that's bright and shiny and depreciating, right? Just me? Okay. But when you're young, as you get older, what you want now and what you want most starts getting closer and closer together. But when you're young, sometimes you just want something that's bright and shiny and depreciating. Like right now, maybe, maybe you want a boat. I just want a boat. I just want a boat, you know, just going to get that boat. We're going to go out to the lake every single weekend, and we're just going to live it up. I just, want, I just want a boat. But what I want most is financial freedom because a, depo- a boat in my, in, in my hands is just going to sit in the, the driveway. I may take it out a time or two, but it's just going to dry rot uh, in the Texas heat. What I want now may be a boat, but what I want most is financial freedom. What, what, what I want now is a cheeseburger. I'm just going to be honest. I know it's only... 1028, but that's when they start serving lunch at McDonald's. So what I want now is a cheeseburger. But, but what, what I want most is to not be out of breath when I tie my shoes. Whenever you steward something, you're, you're denying what you want now for what you want most. Does that make sense? What you want now for what you want most. And so there's a few things you can do with seed. There's a few things you can do with seed. First is you can eat the seed. You can eat the seed. And if you eat the seed, it dies. You know, I, I'm a guest. 
now so I can talk about money. I'll talk about money for you. So, you know, a lot of times with the tithe, we, we fight God over, over the tithe in our life, knowing that really it's just, it's 10%. You, you couldn't have done anything with the 10%. It wasn't what you really needed anyway. It, it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't gonna really make up the difference that you needed anyway, but we, we fight God over the tithe. And, and whenever, you, whenever you eat the seed, whenever you eat the tithe, instead of sowing it, it dies. God has no power to multiply things in your life when you eat the seed. The second thing you, you can do is, is you, can, you can store the seed. And if you store the seed, it becomes dormant. If I had seed today and I took those seeds and I, and I put them in my pantry, I could go to my pantry tonight and I, I could go over them and, and just pray over them. I could, I could speak in tongues. I could, just, I could just intercess all night over those seeds. In the morning, nothing's gonna happen because they're dormant. You know, a lot of people aren't doing anything with their time, talent, or treasure. It's just sitting dormant, and, 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 but if you'll sow it, it becomes dynamic. If you'll sow your time, talent, and treasure, it will become dynamic in the hands of God. There's so many things that we're just sitting on, just, just waiting, and just waiting for a miracle, and God's saying, I just need you to sow it. I just need you to get involved. I just need you to plug in. I just need you to get people around you. I just, I just need you to sow your seed. So ideas, instructions, and command. We need to learn that, that we have to steward what God has given us. And the third thing I want us to look at today is that you have to learn to be faithful in the little. You have to be, learn to be faithful in the little. In, in, in the story of the servants uh, with the bags of silver, uh, it says at the end, it says that you have been faithful over little and now I'll make you rulers over much. You have to learn to be faithful in the little, but we don't like the little. We don't, we don't post on social media about the little. We, we, we don't wanna tell the world about the little, but little is where life happens. But it's, it's in the little where life happens. And I, and I have to learn how to be faithful in the little if I ever want to step into anything big. I, I, can't, I can't show up late and leave early from work and, and pray to be a millionaire. I, I can't, I can't be, be mean and petty and gossipy and pray for a husband or a wife. I, I can't pray big prayers and live a small life. No, 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 no. I have to be faithful in the little. God says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. How many people have had some small beginnings in their life? God says, don't, don't despise the day of small beginnings. There was a businessman in our church that, that I heard tell this story the other day. And he was, you know, you look at him now and you say, man, that guy is successful. That guy's got a, a couple different businesses happening and, and you would never think otherwise. But he talked about a story of how it wasn't always that way about how God gave me something and I had to steward it and I had to be faithful in the little. He said there was moments where there was a time in our life where our, our, my wife, our wife, I don't know where there was an R, but it was his wife, um, drove through the, the, the drive-through to be able to buy their kids something to eat and she realized she didn't have enough money in her purse. You look at him now, he's successful, but then he had to be faithful. There's just moments in our life where we have to be faithful in the little. We have to commit to the process. 
We have to say, God, I'm gonna trust you over my circumstances. God, I'm gonna move into being faithful in the little. Don't despise uh, the don't despise just the one bag of silver, but rejoice that the work has begun. Don't despise what God has given you. Don't despise where you've come from. Don't despise what you've gone through. Just decide that right now God has given me seed, and I'm going to plant that seed. I'm going to be faithful in the little. The man with one bag, he, he despised his opportunity, and he missed his potential. The man with one bag of silver despised his opportunity and missed his potential. How many things are we, are we looking at in our life and we say, man, I just want to get out of this? Instead of saying, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work this. I'm going to work this ground. I'm going to be faithful in this season. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. As we, as we go to land the plane, I want to... I wanna, I want to show you how this outworked in the Bible. Story of Elisha and three kings that were out in the desert. There had come a drought. There had come a time where, where they didn't know, they had come into a season that they weren't expecting. They were going to war and then they began to run out of water. Have you ever been in a season where everything was going good and all of a sudden just the storms of life hit? And all of a sudden you look around and you say, we're in a drought. I don't know how we got here. I don't know what happened. But we, but we need God, and we need him to move now. So in 2 Kings chapter 3, verses 14 through 17, Elisha comes in, and you got to realize Elisha is the new prophet. He had been traveling and going around with Elijah for years. These kings had rapport with Elijah. And now, now they're looking toward Elisha. And Elisha said, he said this, he said, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regarded the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not even look at you or nor see you. Aren't there some people that sometimes you just want to say, hey, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't even be around you. <laughs> you can laugh at that. I know it's the keys and feels emotional. But there's sometimes there's people in your life, you're like, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't even be around you. And so Elisha finds himself in this moment. And I said that all to say this. It says, I said that to say because sometimes you're not gonna feel like it. You're gonna come to moments in your life and you're gonna look at the circumstances and you're gonna be like, ah, I don't really feel like doing this. I just would rather take the easy route. But this is where you gotta be faithful. This is, this is one of those times you gotta remember what God spoke to you and just be faithful. You gotta remember the, the dream that God gave you and say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steward this season. I'm gonna use it and I'm gonna see what God's gonna do. And it, ain't, it, isn't, it isn't the thing that he told me about, but this is, this is the, the little thing that I'm gonna be faithful over before he gives me the much. There's gonna be times where you don't feel like it, but God's asking you, would you, would you just be faithful? It goes on in verse 15, it says, but now bring me a musician. Bring me a musician. And then it happens when the music played that the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha. Thank goodness that this musician had been stewarding their gift. This was not the time to practice your scales. 
This is not the time to kind of figure out what you can do and, and how to play that instrument. No, this was a seasoned musician that had been, had been in a room alone and had been practicing. And at the drop of a hat, when Elisha called him, he was ready to go. And God's asking you, he's saying, you're in a moment where I need you to get ready because you're gonna step into some things. You're gonna come up against some things in your life and you're gonna need to know how to pray. You're gonna need to know how to lean into my presence. You're gonna need to know how to be dependent on me. There's some seasons I can look back on my life. I went to Bible college abroad and I, I was broke. I was broke as a joke, literally. And there's no way to get home. You can't afford a flight and you're broke and you're wondering how you're gonna eat. And there was just some moments, some moments I look back on to this day when I come up against a hard situation and said, God did it for me then. He can do it for me now. And I don't deny that in those moments, God was preparing me. It felt hard then and God, God came through and he miraculously provided, but it was those moments. It wasn't about that moment as much as it was God saying, I got more for you, but I need you to be able to be faithful in this moment. I need you to lean into my presence in this moment. Thank goodness this musician had been stewarding their gift because this, this was not time to practice. You see, you're gonna go through some points in your life where you just need to be ready, amen? It goes on in verse 16 and it says that he said, thus say the Lord, make the valley full of ditches. Here it is, it's the instruction. It's the instruction, God, God spoke through Elijah and he said, Here's the instruction. If you want a miracle in your life, here's the thing. Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna get out there? Are you gonna do the hard work? Are you gonna, are you gonna dig the ditches? Are you, are you gonna make a space and create space for me to be able to work? Here's the instruction. The question is, are you gonna be faithful? Are you gonna be faithful in this moment? Are you gonna do the thing he said? And then it goes on in verse 17 and it says, for thus say the Lord, you shall, not, you shall not see the wind, nor shall you see the rain. You know, there's gonna be moments in your life where you don't see it and you don't feel it, but God's working, God's moving. If you have the power of the Holy Spirit within you, God is, is working and moving and you're not gonna see the wind. You're not gonna, you're not gonna see the rain, but the valley shall be filled with water but not just filled with water so you can drink, but it's gonna be filled with water so that your cattle and that your animals can even drink. God's saying, if you'll just be faithful, I'm gonna pour into you more than you need so that it can overflow and impact everybody around you. God is saying, just lean into me, be faithful in this moment. I've given you the seed. Are you gonna plant it? All across the house, would you stand? Maybe today you came into this room and you said, I, Aubrey, I, I just, I don't know that I have the seed. I don't know if God gave me that. I don't know if I'm in that kind of way with him. I don't know if I'm in that relationship with him. But all across the room, would you bow your head and close your eyes? Maybe you step in here in this moment and you say that. You just say, you know what? I don't, I don't have the seed of the Holy Spirit because I've never asked God to come into my life. And so in this moment, if that's you, I want you to just, Take a second and say this prayer with me to make Jesus the Lord of your life if you wanna make that decision. Just say this. Jesus, I'm sorry 
I've gone my own way. I've done my own thing. I've lived all, all by myself. But today, today, I'm putting a stake in the ground. Today, I declare you Lord of my life. No more running, no more, no more going about it my own way. But today, I lean into you in your lordship in my life. Today, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Make me clean. Today, I receive what you did on the cross for me. Today, you are Lord of my life. Amen, amen, amen. And before we go, there's a lot of us in the room that you said, you know what, I, I asked Jesus to be Lord of my life, but I think I've, I've just kind of run away from those potential opportunities and those, that seed that he's placed in my life. And I wanna encourage you with this before we go. Don't grow weary in doing well. Don't grow weary in doing well. Keep sowing, keep stewarding, keep being faithful in what God has put in front of you. And then suddenly, and then suddenly moments are gonna come along. Would you raise your hands all across the house? And I wanna pray for you in this moment. You see the story that we were just reading in 2 Kings, it goes on and it says this in chapter three, verse 20. And I wanna, I, wanna, I wanna speak this over your life right now. It says that now it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered that, that suddenly water came by the way of Edom and the land was filled with water. God, right now in this moment, God, God, we, we, we declare we're gonna be faithful, God. We're gonna step out on the instructions and the ideas and the promises you gave us, God. And, and we're gonna steward it every single day. And I pray that God, right now in this moment, suddenly miracles would happen. I pray that right now in this moment, breakthrough would happen suddenly, God. I believe right now that there is somebody, God, that has depression and anxiety and suddenly you're gonna heal them. God, I believe right now through the power of the Holy Spirit, suddenly you're gonna provide breakthrough, God. That that chronic illness that's been plaguing them, God, would go away suddenly because of their faithfulness, Lord Jesus. I pray right now that you would move. Come on, all across the house, would you begin to speak to him? Would you begin to say, God, we need you. God, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, move in my life. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, all across the house, would you put your hands together? Thank you for joining us today, and a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. You know, it's because of you that we're able not only to bring this message to you, but we're able to offer hope and life to the San Antonio Hill Country and beyond. So if you'd like to give today, you can visit cityhillstx.com right now. And if this message blessed you, why don't you click subscribe or share this message with your friends uh, on your socials. I pray it's a blessing to others in your world. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you.